Welcome to Your Creativity Again, the podcast that keeps on giving. And going. Oh, yeah. We, well, we're somewhere. We're going somewhere. Who knows where? Hi to hell. Yeah, I mean, that's... In carpool. Yeah. I'm not really a stair person, so, like, you know, stairways... I would need an elevator we, to heaven. So we I need think, a highway to hell, not a stairway to heaven. Yeah, I think so. It's probably more <laughs> accurate for me. No, but we have a cool guest tonight. Yes, Sweet September Continues. That's what I've dubbed this month. Sweet September? Yeah, because... Did you tell me this before? No, I just kind of thought of it on the drive up here. So it's like, Dylan, what day is it today? Today's September 23rd. So it's been like three weeks and you're just now naming it? I'm not the I'm not a marketing person. I'm a graphic designer, so you know the marketing is another department. But it's sweet September because we talked to awful Gra- October. It won't be awful for me. I'll be in Italy. Well, okay, that if you get on a plane, because I'm still not sure of this all the COVID stuff. I'm not really sure that you're down yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm. No, proceeding you, with has caution. the plane wills up? No, I don't think so. So it could be an awful October. Should we not bring things down anymore and talk to our guest and talk about sweet, I mean, we could. sweet stuff? I mean, you should just have a backup plan. Like if you need to, like a, a backup staycation that would be, you know, like go to Pizza Hut or somewhere. Like you could get pizza, like... Do they still? Oh, Italian Village. There's Italian Village. There's a that's that's a place. Um, you, Conan always goes to um, Olive Garden because that's his favorite Italian restaurant. Um, I'm sure that's like nostalgic. You could go there, or you could go down to Vegas and go to the Venetian and ride in the boats. And yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I have backup plans. Okay, that, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. I, I'm feeling confident though, so. But we'll see. You know, the world could it implode again. Well, it's been imploding for a while. Yeah, it has been imploding. But no, today's guest, Pete Peter Tidwell. Tidwell. Peter or Pete? Pete. Pete. Wait. Pete. Well, my real you, name is Peter, but so I've gone by Pete for years. When your mom was like, Peter, get the crap in here. Was it <laughs> Peter or Pete? Always Peter. My mom was still to this day, always Peter. Yep. So when you were grounded, it was Peter. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Peter Lee Tidwell. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually pretty good. The, Did your parents full use name. Oh, yeah. Steve? Steven? Steve? S- Steven Chase Hatch. <laughs> what are you doing? Tell <laughs> yeah. John Mazzioti if we're just going to put it I've gone by Pete it. for many, many years. Started to work for my brother at um, a Gandolfo's sandwich shop. He owns a few franchises in Utah County. And I worked for him, and everybody called me Pete since I was 15 years old. So now I'm 39. Just kind of stuck for a long time. Wait, how old were you when you started that? So I started working for my brother when I was 15 years old. So he opened up his first store in American Fork um, on 500 East, and it was Gandolfo. It was one of like the first couple locations because he yeah. worked at the original downtown one. And I started working for him when he was 15, and it was such a fun experience. It was so cool. And I ended up working for him for 14 and a half years. In the sandwich business. Yeah. 
So your retirement plan was good. <laughs> yep, it was. It was. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of a fun little story. When he worked in the downtown Provo Gandolfo's, I would call him up after getting out of grade school and I'd say, hey, Tad, can I come down and vacuum the stairs? Because I knew I would get a free sandwich if I came down and worked for a little while. It was great. It was a great deal. <laughs> they were like good sandwiches, oh, yeah. too. They were really good. Oh, yeah. since elementary. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, okay, that's actually pretty amazing. So, okay, and then Dylan, tell us, what, what does P do now? I mean, like, so you did sandwiches at 15, and well, in elementary school. <laughs> did you ever take, like, leftover sandwiches and resell them to the kids at school? Oh, no, I never did that. That is a regret of mine, but... <laughs> <laughs> you could have had a little lemonade stand. No, I did not little, do like, that. No. I did like the typical like newspaper delivery when I was a kid. I would like I'd mow people's lawns in my neighborhood, be that, you know, had like three ladies in my ward, like area, like neighborhood that was just like would always call us for, for that. So I made some good money as a kid doing that. <laughs> so you've always been a go-getter. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely. I would say so. And a winner, you won Cake Wars twice. Yeah. And a finalist for the Halloween. Yeah, Halloween Baking, baking Championship in 2019. Um, so a couple years ago, I was actually um, going to be on the one this year, but they let me know like three days before that they went with somebody different because what they were doing is they were calling back past competitors for like a redemption season and they chose somebody else from my season and it, instead of me. It's a little bit, little bit sad about that, but... But maybe it's a compliment because they didn't think that you needed to be redeemed. Like, so they thought <laughs> you were good actually point good too. enough. That's that a good point, like, too. It was actually kind of funny. I didn't win that season, but they used my cake, my final cake from episode six in, like, all their advertisements for the next, like, year and a half. So that was pretty cool because every time I saw their advertisement, I was like, hey, that's my cake. <laughs> you you're like a little disclaimer. <laughs> Running to all of your friends as the commercials are airing. That's mine. That's yes. mine. <laughs> See, they got rid of you so they wouldn't have to pay you for each time the commercial airs. Maybe that's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> His stuff's good, but we don't want to pay him all the time. <laughs> but, but when did you know that you wanted to bake? So that's interesting. Um, a little bit of that goes to working with my brother at Gandolfo's, actually. They just did like a, they do like a moose cake there. So it's like a very, you know, pretty simple recipe, but I started making it there. I don't know if that necessarily got me into cakes though. I think what that got me into is just the food industry in general and the whole idea behind being able to make something, sell it to a customer and have a smiling face, a satisfied customer, right? I love the connection with customers. I love getting to know our regulars that came in on a daily basis and like seeing somebody pull up and like, oh, there's Bryant, quick, put on a polo grounds or whatever the sandwich that he gets, right? I really fell in love with the whole customer aspect of it. And of course I loved making yummy food as well. Um, but then um, I went to school, I was going to school at BYU and it was um, in an emphasis in advertising and a communications program there. And I ended up getting a job right out of college um, and I was in New York City working for L'Oreal doing product marketing for like salon products like shampoo, conditioner and all those kind of things. So I got a job out of college and I was living out there but while I was there, I still like shortly before I left, I started, you know, watching all the Food Network shows and just like enamored with the amazing works of art that these people would do on TV out of sugar, out of chocolate, out of cake, all these things. And and that just kind of got a little bit of a I guess a little bit of the itch, right? That I needed to scratch. And so I started baking, I started making cakes, 
Um, I almost went to pastry school when I was in um, New York City. I went and got a tour of a school. But after I took a tour and they told me the price tag, I was like, uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. So I ended up finding a, a past textbook that they had from past years that was on eBay, I think, or Half.com or whatever, some old site that doesn't exist anymore, probably Half.com. And I ordered this textbook and I would, every evening, I would come home because I was pretty stressed and didn't really love my job actually at the time. And I would come home and baking was kind of my stress relief and just fun time. So I would come home and I would bake a new recipe every night. So I would go through all the different chapters in the pastry book and it was a blast. My neighbors loved me because I gave them all my samples. <laughs> so I guess with the with that said, I would I continued baking and then I would make cakes as well, trying to like replicate something I saw online or a pastry that I went into a shop in New York City and then tried to recreate it. So I'd do a lot of that. And then eventually, like people would start telling me I really like I really like your goods. I really like your cakes and those kind of things. And so then people offered to pay me money for them from time to time. And then that's when it kind of was like, maybe I should do, maybe I should do this sometime. We ended up um, moving back here to Utah in 2013. Um, my parents um, had their home available for two years. We got to live in their home for free for two years, which was amazing. Um, it was sad to leave New York City, but it was a really good timing because I was at the point in like my new career out of college where I was like realizing that like I don't really want to work for a corporate company right now. I'd like to open my own business. And so we moved back to Utah and the goal was to open up my bakery and also a bakery business and then also get a full-time job. So I got a full-time job and then opened an at-home bakery, so a licensed home bakery. And that's kind of where it all started. So the Mighty Baker started in 2013. So, Do you remember your first order? Oh, my first order. Um, well, first order probably was a wedding cake, actually. My first like launching of my product was actually a farmer's market down in Provo. So I did 20 farmer's markets every Saturday, and I would just make desserts, show up, and see what happened. First first couple weeks were you know, getting to people getting to know me, but then after that, like things would sell out, and it would just be a super fun, exhilarating experience. And then one of my first wedding cakes came from that. So that was a first paying customer after I started The Mighty Baker, but my first paying customer for a cake was in New York, actually. So I got a random order from a lady, through a connection of a lady I worked with, and it ended up being a cake for the drummers, the drummer of the killer's son. They were in town in Manhattan, and he was having a birthday party and wanted a Spider-Man cake. And I ended up making the Spider-Man cake, renting a car, because I didn't have one in New York, and driving it down to Greenwich Village to this random hotel, almost getting my rental car towed. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> and it ended up bringing the cake in, giving it. But that was, that was probably one of the most memorable experiences, because, I was, because not only because it was for somebody that people knew, right? But it was more of like... It was a bigger cake. It was but probably were like, you scared shitless? Okay, oh, because yeah. like I mean, like you, you have like a cake, and okay, I deliver some stuff. I mean, New York isn't like really smooth streets, and there's like stop and go. So, were, did you have like people helping you take this cake? I did it all by myself, no. which was actually really so how stupid. Did you do this? <laughs> it was really stupid. So, I loaded it in my car. And it was this little Volkswagen Golf that I had rented through, I think, Zipcar, which that business I don't think exists anymore. But 
um, I used this and I went down there and then I went in the hotel in hopes that they would have a cart for me to wheel it in on. Luckily they did or else the story would be probably a little bit more dramatic, <laughs> right? But they had a cart. I was able to use it to get it in there and it arrived safely. But the scariest part, right, is actually driving with a cake in your car because yeah. every bump, every I have delivered four or five tier cakes yeah. and I prefer to deliver them all put together just because... I don't want to. I don't want to show up and put it all, put it all together on site. I'd rather have it together, and especially if it's all refrigerated together, it's more solid and it's able to deliver better. But it is scary. Like I delivered a cake up Ogden Canyon, I think it was, to like a ski resort, and it was scary. And luckily, it got there just fine. And I haven't had too many disasters. Actually, not too many I can even think of off the top of my head. So. That's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Because <laughs> on, on your your show, Steve, you guys did deliveries on there, and they went wacky sometimes. But there was a team of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not as badass as Pete. That, so, like, true. I mean, Pete could like do it by himself, <laughs> and he probably like you know he did it in his sleep. So, like, he yeah, we're just not that amazing. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I am curious. So, you've been in food most of your life. Mm-hmm. Do you see any changes um, from when you started to even last year and now? Like, Are there trends that you're seeing or in the difference of people buying your stuff or what people are looking for when they go out to eat? No, that's interesting. Um, or even their attitudes about yeah. going out. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, my current business that I have right now um, is a do-it-yourself cake and cupcake decorating studio. Um, and now we're starting to actually see people starting to come back. I'm in a shopping center down in, at the shops at Riverwoods in Provo. And for a time there, it was just dead. And we're starting to see people come out a little bit more. I think people are a little bit more comfortable to come out. Um, and I guess as for changes, it's a little bit hard because I had my bake shop for three years and then ended up closing that down and then revamping it into my current business. So maybe a little bit different. But what I have noticed, I guess, trend-wise is there's so many dessert businesses now. There's so many more than there was back in 2018 when I closed down. So there's a lot of things. Um, and there's a lot of the same types of businesses. Like there's a ton of cookie businesses, right? There's a ton of ice cream businesses. And so I think there's you room. You can only make your chocolate chip cookies yeah. so unique. It's true. Because they all like the it's same. It's very, very Ooh. true. And so I think from a from a market perspective, I think there's room in the market for unique desserts, right? But you have to execute it well, and it makes it hard because unique desserts are usually more expensive. But I think there's definitely room in the market for some interesting type products. Is that so. is that what defined you into doing your build your own? So a or what was the drive for that? A little bit. So let's see, what does that go back to? It goes back to... So I opened my storefront location in 2015 and then I ended up closing it in 2018. And it was probably beginning of 2016 that I had this idea of doing a do-it-yourself cake and cupcake decorating studio. And so I kind of thought about it for a couple years. Um, but in 2016, I originally thought it was like my original idea. But then I was down in L.A. doing Cake Wars and I came across another do-it-yourself cake studio. And I was like, oh, somebody opened one up and it's operating and it looks like it's doing well. I spoke to a couple of the employees and I was like, I need to make this happen in Utah. Like I have to make this happen. And so then over the next couple of years in my business, things went well. But what I found is I couldn't get myself 
out of my business enough to be able to work on my creative projects. I tried hiring bakers and other things, but just financially, it just wouldn't work. And I kind of looked at it, and at the end of my lease, I decided it was a hard decision because I loved my little bake shop, but I really, I looked at it from the perspective that I really think there's so much potential with this business. And my current business that I had, my bake shop, the city was going to take away my street parking and I didn't have good parking in the beginning. So there's a lot of little factors and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to close it down and I'm just going to, I'm going to pivot my business into this do it yourself studio just because I had, I felt like there was so much potential with it. I think that was the biggest driving factor is that it's a new type concept. I mean, there's other type concepts, right? There's the ceramic nights, the paint nights, those kind of activity, like experience based businesses. And that's something I really wanted to create. I really wanted to help share the excitement of cake decorating just with everybody and make it accessible for other people. I think that's cool. Like, I think it's a good project. And I'm sure it was scary to do that transition and to see, like, would people come? Yeah. And what the drive of it would be. Very much so. And just a quick comment on that. So very interesting. So... Um, I'm actually still working a full-time job during the day right now. I went back and got a full-time corporate job in 2018 when I closed my bake shop down because obviously I didn't have any income. So I went back working full-time. I was about to leave and go in it full-on, but then all the COVID stuff hit last year. And so I'm like, I guess I'll keep my job. And so I still have my corporate job right now. And kind of my strategy right now is just allowing my business to grow organically with my five employees that run it during the day for me. And then, of course, my ultimate goal is to get out and not work for anybody else again, because it was very hard to go back and work corporate after being gone for three years. And it's been a very hard transition, but it's been very much of a help for me because I've been able to actually allow my business to grow organically. Um in that period of time. But yeah, it was very scary to open the beginning. So it's like new concept. Are people going to come? Are they not going to come? Are they going to get it? Are they going to understand my concept? So it's all working through a lot of those details. Yeah. Um, and is the corporate job supportive? Because you hear about corporate jobs where you can't do anything outside of it. And if you do, it's like, very limited. What What's that yeah. dynamic? You know, I went back to work for the same company that I worked for before. Um, and so um, going into that, I was able to kind of have the understanding that I still have a side business and they've been fine with that. So I work a 40 hour work week and then I and then I work on and then I work on my business as well with that. So it hasn't been too much drama, actually. It's been actually pretty good. And they're pretty flexible if like I have like an emergency at my bakery or something, like I can leave, go take care of it or take a phone call to talk to one of my employees. So it hasn't been too bad that way. Uh, with COVID, how did um, that affect your job and developing the, the cake creation place? Yeah. Um, you know, did you take time to like think of new things for the, the cake place? Yeah. I think there are two things that allowed my business to stay open through COVID. Other than that, we probably would have actually like three things that kept us open. So number one is yes, coming up with different ideas. So right when everything hit and they said we had to close our doors, right? And not allow customers to come in. And we had just opened and had an idea in my head of like, oh, we should do our kits to go as well. But we just really hadn't done any marketing around it. And so once that happened, I was like, okay, number one, I need to offer my kits, my do-it-yourself cake decorating kits 
for delivery and pickup. And we delivered all over Utah County, all over Salt Lake County. And I just plastered that all over my social media. So that helped out a ton. Um, number two is my landlord at the shops at Riverwoods have been amazing. So they've been able to do a few things that have helped the tenants out there to really go to make it through. They allowed us to defer rent a couple months and push it to the end of our lease and a few little things like that that really helped ease that up. And then number three is because I have my corporate job during the day. I don't take any money from the business. And so me taking a like personal financial gain from the business wasn't a factor. And so I didn't have to work. So I was able to use any profits, any money that was in the business, stay in the business to allow it to survive through. And so those are a few things that really helped us. But there were a few months, even despite those three things, where I thought we were going to have to close our doors. I, honestly, I was like, you know what? Like, like summer, probably summer 2020, there were a few months there where I was like, I'm just going to have to throw in the towel, cut my losses, and just be done. Because when we, yeah, we <laughs> shut down in March, it was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be two weeks, maybe four. And then the April <laughs> rolls out, yeah. and then May, June, it's trickling, and then July is, it's like, all right, yeah, we can try to go back out there, but everybody's mm. got to be careful and... What yeah. Asks and it was a challenge for sure, yeah. but just those little pivots, I think, make a huge difference. Okay, sorry for the leaving. Yeah, running a business and a podcast at the same time. <laughs> it's a challenge. Uh, but was, That's why we I, record here. So You know, can... <laughs> I didn't totally hear part of what you just said, but I know that for us, summers suck. And, and, and uh, most restaurants, summers suck. And, and, and I don't think people think that. Like, you know, unless you're Italy... Or Las Vegas. The <laughs> True. Vegas. Yep. And, you know, for the most part, people are going out of town on vacations, and it's really hard to like strum up business. Like in the winter months, you have a ton of like parties and different events. And I imagine this is the same for baking. Did you find that with your shop also? Is it busier? Yeah. In the fall, winter. Definitely. And that was the case with my brick and mortar bake shop as well as my do it yourself studio. Both of them have been very true to that. Like, and, and you would think, cause my bake shop, when I had that, it was on 500 North and Provo next to the library, next to all the students right there. And most people's responses like, Oh, that must be an amazing location. You have all the students by you. I bet you're busy. But like during the summer, all the students leave. So it's like, there's no students around. You're like, and I'm hearing like crickets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then our place, my do it yourself studio, um, same like this summer, like we had, a, we had one of the months in the summer that we did really, really well, but that's because I launched some classes that I was kind of doing a little bit of a pilot for. And that helped a ton. But aside from that, like there were definitely some months where it was like, it was a little hard. But when it comes to the holidays, I'm sure same for your business, like holidays, I'm looking forward to the holidays this year for October, November, December, I got all sorts of fun plans. I just launched a couple design, like Halloween designs that we're doing classes for in October, which I'm super stoked about. And it's just, there's so much nostalgia around the holidays, right? And so I'm looking forward to hopefully making some extra money so I can help my beginning of the year next year. So if people book, how do they book 
what, how do they find you? Where yeah. do they go on? So usually people will find me um, through my social media. I have on Instagram, The Mighty Baker, as well as Kate Creation Studio, and you can link to them both ways. But usually people find it from my Mighty Baker um, account because I have some more, I'm more followers on there than the other one, and I talk about it quite often. So I think that's the biggest way, but probably the bigger thing and probably similar to you know most businesses is – we really try to focus on the customer experience for people coming in the doors because that's the most valuable asset. And I think that's where we get most of our return customers from and people find out about us is just people coming in and having this fun, unique experience and then going back and having ideas while they're there like, oh, this would be great for my aunt or this would be great for my you know, work party to, for a team building event or this would be good for a baby shower. And so I think that's been probably the biggest way. And then people can reserve online to come in and come decorate in our place. What's your favorite cake? Favorite cake? Like... Of all time? For you to eat. <laughs> What's your go-to? That is a good question. It's my, my first response would probably be, would initially be chocolate, but if I think about it enough, it's lemon cake. Like, I love, like, a really good, like, moist lemon cake, and just with a simple, like, vanilla buttercream, just like a vanilla Italian buttercream lemon cake, little bit of raspberry, like preserves in there as well, is probably what I would go with as well. Maybe a white chocolate ganache instead of the vanilla buttercream, though. Sorry, you got me like thinking now. <laughs> Being creative. I had to hit, I have to pick one. <laughs> I know it's so hard. It's like... <laughs> well, I mean, I know for us, like, it, it, what you talked about is that experience with people coming and getting stuff. Like, that's what motivates me. And it, when people ask me what my favorite is, I, don't know what to answer either like I'm, I'm always like you tell me what is your favorite thing and it's because everybody has such varied taste it's true it's very true dylan's just glossing over so dylan i'm just daydreaming just, about cake over here <laughs> well i mean olive garden has cake so you can get it you can get it when you go there i mean so it, it won't be as cool as some of the bakeries in Italy, but you could probably YouTube them. I mean, while you're eating it at Olive Garden, <laughs> you could probably do that with the Italian meringue. I love it. The, with love the it. Italian buttercream. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. That'll be good for you. Well, you're t talking about the holidays, and you were on a Halloween baking championship, and I think that's how I discovered you because we were watching it that season. Oh, awesome. And um, I, I just want to hear, like, behind the scenes about yeah. that and meeting all those other bakers yeah. and everything. Um, any specific questions or just... No, just kind of a... Okay, yeah. Were you sworn to secrecy? Well, yes. We had to sign all sorts of contracts, so there's some things I probably can't say, but... I mean, nah, but nobody's you know listening. I mean. But nobody's listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, mom listens. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the only You're person. Good. It was such an amazing experience. I was initially a little bit nervous because going into, like, from my experience on Cake Wars, like, against other competitors, like, I was very luck lucky to compete against competitors that were just super nice, right? So going into a, a competition competing against eight other bakers, I was like, man, what if there's a bunch of jerks on here or something, right? What if it's going to be really hard um, just getting along with others? Because that's one thing I really love. Like, I love being in the kitchen and baking, and I love joking around with some of the other people there in the kitchen. So when I arrived and met the other seven people, I was just, just so relieved because everybody – 
each one of them, and we actually stay in touch to this day. So, like, I was texting on a group message with them just yesterday, and I love each one of them. They're so amazing. Like, we've, we stay in touch and trade recipes and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, but some behind-the-scenes stuff. Let's see. What's helpful? Um, out of all of them, do have any of them got out of the industry? Or have oh. they, like, are they still baking? That's a good yeah, that's question. That's a great question. I think... Most of them are still in the industry, but at different places. So, like, I know a couple of them are at-home bakers, and they have, like, other jobs that they have going on, and so they do have their cake business, but I don't, but nobody's, like, stopped baking. Like, nobody's, like, decided to just go away from it. I've had enough. Yeah, Yeah. but all of them are still very much in it, for sure. And it's super fun, because, like, we'll have, like, random messages like, oh, hey, do you have a recipe for this? I have a customer asking for it. And then somebody will be like, oh, yeah, I've got a great recipe. Here you go. And we have all, like, sharing tips and stuff and frustrations and, you know, how, you know, business. if you know other business owners that are in the similar industry, it's nice to be able to kind of share some frustrations that only they would get, right? <laughs> um, but arriving there, like, we were there for 16 days total. So filming was 16 days. We flew down to California. Um, you go down there. Um, I'm trying to think what would be, like, they, you get there. They give you a tour of the whole set behind the scenes. Um, they show you everything in the pantry so you know what's available, what's not available, what tools are available. Um, and then when it comes to the challenges, that's when most of the pressure comes in. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because with um, – with Cake Wars, um, I can't say, I guess, I'm trying to think what I can say and what I can't say on these kind of things, but... Um, Again, my mom <laughs> zipped. Her cake lips. Wars, like, you have a little bit of time to kind of think about stuff, um, not a ton. This, I was, like, really kind of a little bit worried about that, like, well, how much time am I going to have, like, from the time they tell me what the challenge is and when I start baking. Yeah, that, that was the question and I was thinking of. That, and it was really rough, because like th- what they did is they brought you all forward in front, of, in front of the judges on camera, and they introduced what your challenge is. And then, but instead of starting right then, they give you, you know, a few minutes to be able to use the bathroom, check out the pantry, and kind of, you know, see what's going on. Make sure you fully understand it. Yep, exactly. And then other than that, like, you're just off to the races, and you have recipes that are, like, up in the break room that you can kind of look at from, like, in between. But during competition, you you got to have your base recipes memorized yep they do tell you beforehand of like a large list of recipes of that you should come prepared to know how to make um so really like when it comes to like a cake let's say that's where you can kind of get creative because obviously baking it's very much chemistry right it's very much science you can't really change too much in your recipe or else gonna mess it up right so you kind of have to have your base recipes memorized so your vanilla cake recipe memorized so that then if it's like if you get thrown like an ingredient like cardamom or like cinnamon or whatever it may be that you can then incorporate that into something uh, but you still but you have to have your kind of base recipes kind of ready to go um for people that don't know altitude so yeah all of your recipes were high altitude how was that you know what? I completely lucked out. I don't know why, but I never had a chance to test any recipes in a different climate or anything. And I went down there and just kind of went with it. So, <laughs> I honestly, I, I wish I had a more technical answer for you, but like, I look at that and I'm like, I think I just lucked out. <laughs> You're like, they worked out miraculously. Yeah, they were just fine. They were just fine. And I don't know, maybe they have like humidity control in their studio. <laughs> 
something. I don't know. Well, actually, okay, there you go. That's what you should approach them and say, let's do a high altitude one. And then just have the other bakers come in and you have a niche. Hey, there we- Dude, this is your gold. So redemption my ass. Like seriously, like that, <laughs> this is the new off. one. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. Um, you need to go up to that canyon in Ogden that you were talking about and bake up there because that'll add a little more. That's a good point. That's good. It's a good point. <laughs> just, just offering ideas. Um, the other thing I was going to share too, like behind the scenes, like you don't get very much time with the judges, but from time to time, you'll have a chance to be able to have a little conversation with them, which is off camera. And that was really fun. Like just to, cause most of the time, like judges on those shows, like they're not there the whole time you're baking. And so like, and you kind of, you want to meet them, right? There are people you've seen on Food Network before and you want to yeah. meet them. And so being able to have just small experiences and just small little conversations with people was super fun. So that was a fun experience as well. Their costumes, did you know ahead of time or were you guys surprised nope. when they came out? You have, you have no idea. So like you're, they bring you all out and then they come out with their costumes is the first time that you've seen them. So all the reactions you see on TV are like full on real everything. So, and even like the time limits too, a lot of people have questions on the time limits on each of the challenges. They're all real time limits. They have a ticking clock on the wall. Once that goes zero, you're done. Hands off everything. Like it's like, cause some people have a lot of questions about it. Cause it's a reality TV show. Right. But I was very surprised, right. Of like how, just rigid the whole thing is because sometimes people are like is it really three hours i'm like yeah it really is three hours because on like <laughs> the flip shows and trading spaces you know they have helpers you know and they probably edit yeah. a little bit oh, to yeah. make it look like it's it's the time but. oh yeah and they have behind the scenes people that help a little bit right like if i have a tool that's not at my station and i can't find it in any of the pantry i can be like hey culinary I need, I need an airbrush or I need a chef's torch or I need this tool and I can't find it, they'll go back. And they found it just yep. like that? Exactly. Sorry, Dylan, and they'll go back the and get it. <laughs> no, it's the, okay. In the mic. I'll, I'll just edit you out. Try <laughs> <laughs> best. <laughs> the general rule. Fix but it in it. Overall, it was such a fun experience, though. I love it. It was so great. Pete, do you... Okay, do you... Who's your hero in baking? Do you have, like, a Ooh. mentor? <clears throat> or like somebody that you, I mean, it sounds like your brother. Yeah. Well, from, okay. From a mentor standpoint, definitely my brother, because he's been like, cause when I think mentor, I think of somebody that like I've had involvement with. Right. And have actually helped me to get to where where like helped me learn like really important skills. So I'd say from a mentor standpoint, my brother, definitely from like a, like other cake person that I really look up to probably Duff Goldman. So Ace of Cakes, right? So I know there's, you know, there's the Duff versus Buddy show on Food Network. I'm definitely team Duff. Like I started watching his show Ace of Cakes years and years ago. And that's what got me into all this. I'm like, I can do that with cake. Like that's incredible. And that's what I've kind of, those are the only types of cakes I actually do now are like the bigger fun ones for bigger events. I don't do actually small birthday cakes anymore. I I have people come to their, come to my studio and decorate their own. And, but then I focus on some of the bigger fun cakes. And so I would say he's probably the one, but I've never met him before. I have, he, I, he's occasionally judges on these shows, but he hasn't been a judge on maybe any of my, my shows. Maybe my mom knows so. him, you know, so maybe she could, <laughs> she could call her little women's network, the phone tree. There see, we go. See if there they could go. get Duff. 
I think I think if I was able to get on the spring baking championship or holiday baking championship, I think he maybe judges on those from time to time. I don't think I've ever seen him a Halloween, so maybe I just need to try out for these other shows. <laughs> I'm still saying the high altitude. <laughs> high altitude bake off, yeah. I like that. But maybe don't tell like all the other bakers that they're gonna be screwed up. And so like just to <laughs> You know, let it go. Let just, it, and then let us yeah. see what happens. Just do it at the top of Snowbird or something <laughs> yeah. up in there. Like, I mean, I think definitely. But, like, you want bakers from, like, New York and, like, L.A., Florida, because I'm sure they won't research. And so, like, you know, just, like, some of these low-altitude people, I'm just saying. Hey, there could be some There could be some good options there. You should probably write Duff, because I think this is really gold. And, like, maybe, maybe him and Buddy could do it with you. Hey, there we go. There we go. <laughs> what do you think of uh, shows like uh, Nailed It and The British Bake Off, how they affect people that want to bake for themselves and, you know, maybe come to your business and learn yeah. that way? How do those work together? Totally. I think... I think shows like that definitely, especially nailed it too, because, you know, oftentimes a lot of the baking shows very much show like perfect, polished kind of the works of art, right? Whereas I think that show really shows, I guess, you know, people that aren't as good at it, right? And, but they're trying or anyway. at all, or at all, they're <laughs> horrible at it. Um, and you know, we get quite the mixture of cake designs at our studio cause it's a do it yourself studio. So we're there to help give assistance, but people come in and try to accomplish things. And sometimes they look like they're supposed to, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> he's looking at me, Your own like he's looking at me when he says sometimes they don't. And like, I think Dylan is on the like positive list of like yours would be works of art. Oh, I, mine I watch be, Nailed It. Mine would like, be like a five-year-old kid. When I watch Nailed It, I'm like, I can do better than them, and I, I can't make the, just <laughs> the one sad thing with watching Nailed It was the amount of money that I won on Cake Wars was the exact same amount of money that they win on Nailed It. <laughs> I'm like, how is that even like okay? Anyway. <laughs> Well, get on there. Well, I think you should apply for an L that you're not even going to have to practice. Go in there and just like, don't even like, I don't know, put a wig on or something. I don't know. I don't think you're going to have to like practice at all. (laughs) Take the whole thing. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) And the British Bake Off, because those are like even more real people, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like not ordinary, but regular people in England that just end up on there. Yeah. I think one other thing these shows do, I think too, is they like, I guess expose people to um, different fun ideas in baking as well. And I think it's honestly, it's actually like, I think has helped open up the world of baking to other people. I think big time. There's a lot of people. It's, I mean, it's what it did for me, right? Like by watching these shows, I all of a sudden was like, oh, maybe I should do that. And I think it's done a little bit of that. And I think also too, I, w- I hope that it helps people appreciate the craft and appreciate the time it actually takes to accomplish the craft, right? It's like, like from a cake perspective or from a chocolate perspective or from like a cheesecake or dessert, like there's so much time and effort and expertise and trial and error and years of experience to actually accomplish what you have up in your case up here, right? Or like any bake shop or cake. And so I think these shows help people to hopefully understand how much goes into that, right? Because some people don't understand. Some people come in and they're like, five bucks for for that? Like, 
how is that possible? Like, well, it took me years to do the recipe and it takes us this whole process, which is like a three-day process to accomplish this. And so I think that's something that it does too, is to help people maybe appreciate it a little bit more of what actually goes into it. And those shows have inspired my wife. Like she, she bakes quite often, you know, and that learning, you know, she's definitely had that learning curve because, um, you know, I can hear from the other room, crap, <laughs> too much, too little salt. Ah! Oh, yeah. Too much flour. Oh, yeah. But this, you know, once she gets down to it, it's like great stuff. She makes these tarts and these little, it's, it's just awesome. So I'm, I'm glad those shows have inspired her that way because it, my tummy likes it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, when you're creating, what situations are most creative for you? Um, you know, do you write down your ideas first and then, you know, go mm. research or do you research first? You, uh, and you, you say you're in contact with all those guys too. Yeah. So like from a cr- creative standpoint, are you talking like from like a, like for a cake design or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. So probably the most creative times for me, um, a good example would be, I guess, it, I've had a couple cakes locally here that have been ordered from people and they don't 100% know like what they want, right? One's a good example, actually. My Aunt Kathy that worked for Delta for years, and you know Kathy. Yeah. Um, so she years ago, this is probably in 2014, the beginning of the Mighty Baker, and this is a really good example to answer your question because she was trying to help me launch my business and help me get into places. And she was very involved at the Sundance Film Festival. And she got me in up at the indie lounge that was up there. And it was so fun of an experience because we went and met about this cake and they basically said, hey, like, here's our logo. This is what we do. We just want you just to create an amazing cake for us. And we don't want to see it until you walk in the door on the day of the event. And that was so much fun. And to this day, and that was 2014, so like, and that's still one of my favorite cakes that I've ever made. And I'll send you a picture um, it, so you guys can see it. Roll. Yes, I had the I film. I actually saw it. You were probably there, huh? I wasn't. I bet you were. It's, was that the year you were there with the chocolates? I think we were probably outside handing them out. Gotcha. I wasn't in the in crowd like you. So I wasn't like, I was. <laughs> I don't know I if was, I was either. But. You know, I was with the. <laughs> the riffraff outside and so like i would just peek through the window and through the fog and stuff i could see his cake (laughs) that's so funny that was awesome but that was that was a really fun experience because like i was able to sit down and just be creative and just been and just create the cake from from ground up and i didn't have to approve it with anybody i just had fun with it and that was really awesome with that experience how many orders did you get Oh, from that order? Oh, I don't know. I wish, I mean, you know how a lot of marketing and advertising is. I'm I don't saying know, probably but. zero. <laughs> but, but, so my point I was going to say probably zero. That's but, what I was going to say but, too. <laughs> but what I loved about those events is like, so at first, I think when I went to them, I was like, oh, I got to schmooze with all these, like, all these like amazing celebrities. And then I was like, the most amazing people were like, your sister and like or like just like the people that lived here that like were always in utah and like so like my recommend my referrals weren't like the celebrities ordering my cakes and that's like all their gimmicks oh you know nicole kidman's gonna order your cake and she's gonna do this it's like 
bullshit. You're like, and no. like, I mean, like, it's just not going <laughs> to probably happen. However, Nicole's cousin's cousin's smile. cousin, who was living in Provo, might have seen that cake, and they're going to come to my shop, and they're going to be amazing. And then the other riffraff that were stuck out with me, like, that couldn't get in, you know, I it was just, a, I liked it. Like, it was, that was what was fun for me at Sundance. Like, just seeing all the other, every, the celebrities are fun. They're all that. But it was, like, more fun, like, hobnobbing with people that would be like, wait, where is your shop? Yeah, And they totally. would go down to Provo and they would see your bakery. Totally, totally, totally. I agree. I agree. Sometimes those events are a little bit hard to to gauge, right? Like, yeah. was that a good thing to do? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think they're always great to do. But, like, the mindset when people are, like, trying to sell me on it, like, it's such great, like, publicity. To, great I'm exposure. Gonna get, yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to get, like, thousands yeah. of orders. I'm just I don't like, like that word. Like, and <laughs> when it comes to these kind of things, it's like, it's, exposure? Uh, exposure doesn't pay my mortgage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yes. No, I've, I have loved, like, getting to know you and, like, just through the years and following you. It's really fun. Well, thank you. <laughs> it, I, help, I hope you don't. I think you should be flattered, but I think that when you're successful, people do like to see what you do because it gives them creative ideas and it helps them. And I know that in some fields, people could be really upset and, and you know, pissed about that. But I think in, like, the baking community, it's, to me, it should be, like, our bowing down to you. That, like, I think it's incredible what you do and it, you should take it as compliments well, that we all you. love your work. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's, it's good. You got mighty skills. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You have mighty skills. Um, I think it's bonus question time because okay. we covered all the regular stuff. Do you think of baking on your free time, though? Like, or can you turn it off? The, the baking is his free time because he's got a full-time job. <laughs> I mean, do you, are you constantly thinking? Yes, I'm more, I would probably say I'm more, because my business is a little bit more simple from like the baking aspect, I think more of like strategic kind of next steps I want to take for my business and things like that. Like I'm, as an example, I'm trying to get up shipping so that I can ship my my DIY cake kits nationwide. So I'm working with packaging people and, you know, dry ice and shipping frozen cakes and those kind of things. I'm probably, you know, quite a few months out from that, but that's what occupies my mind a lot is because right now I'm trying to implement things in my business to get me out of my full-time job because I don't want to work full-time job for a lot longer. So. <laughs> and are cake pops still in? I, have, I see people talk about them. I usually pass those ones on to other people. Like when people like sending emails wanting cake pops, I'm like, well... I don't do cake pops, but I know somebody that does. <laughs> I think I've had like three. I in like my life. Pa I passed the buck on those years yeah. ago because they're they're not worth the hassle to do. What is the next trend? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Like from a cake perspective, yeah. I mean, Ooh. cake pops were big they from were. the eighties. They were well, and then cupcakes had their time, and cupcakes had kind of went up, and they're kind of still around, but they're not as like trendy anymore. Um, let's see, what have I seen lately? Um, also, I guess a rendition or like a change from a cake pop, people have done like cake, I don't even know what they call them, maybe cake, not cake popsicle, but like a cake bar. And so instead of it being a ball shape, it's like like a popsicle shape on a popsicle stick, but it's still a cake truffle, right? It's still the same thing. So I've seen that before, and then it's dipped in chocolate, 
that's kind of fun. And frozen? It, not frozen though. No, because it's just because so, with the cake pops and with the same kind of thing, you're you're mixing all your cake scraps and those kind of things mixed in with a little bit of buttercream, and that's. But you usually ahead. you're mixing in the the crap, and so like all the leftovers. So of they're the, the mistakes, hot dog of cakes. I don't think you really had a lot of mistakes, and that's probably where you went wrong, is you just didn't have a lot of those errors to, like, crumb together. Oh, that's so funny. So, like, that's, that's so funny. That's why they didn't work for you. Yeah, and I like eating my cake scraps, though. When I, like, trim them, like, I, I like eating them a lot. Like a cake taco, because every cause when you're doing when you're doing your cakes, like, anytime they bake, you have to level off the off the top of them. So yeah. you, what you do is you take a little piece of that and you get some leftover buttercream, leftover filling, and you make yourself a cake taco. It's good. Dude, Taco Tuesdays. <gasps> cake Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, totally. We'll have to make that happen. Just made me think of chocolate Light tacos. Light just went mm. on. Totally. I love it. I love it. The first bonus question is, what does creativity mean to you? Oh, creativity. Um... Creativity means to me the ability or the, um, maybe not even ability, but just the opportunity to just get all of the biases, all of the like previously, like, I guess, I guess not skills, but just, I guess a good way to put this actually is kind of how I do my business and how I do my baking. I'm not a trained baker. I'm all self-taught. And so creativity to me is being able to think outside the box out of convention, right? And so like, and I think that was one of my biggest strengths going on these shows and other things is that I don't do things the way that a pastry chef thinks all the time, like, cause I'll do things a little bit out of the box. So I think creativity is being able to set aside every belief, every, you know, so-called truth, right? That people think is true or whatever it may be. And then just be able to think from a clean slate and just be able to rethink and create whatever you want to create, right? With no, with nothing stopping you. I think that's what creativity is for me, is being in a space where anything goes. I, I love that. And that's the space I love being in. It's like, yeah, it's never been done before, but oh, I'll try it. I can do it. Like, it's just that, that creative kind of mindset to have. So that's what it means. That's what it means to me. I like that. It's a good answer. Um, who's your favorite Muppet and why? Ooh, favorite Muppet and why? Definitely the Swedish chef. So <laughs> last year, no, not last year. It was 2019. You met the Swedish chef? What's that? You met the Swedish no, chef? No, I did not meet him. Oh, because that would have been cool. <laughs> but I did dress up as him for Halloween. Okay, that's pretty good. And it was amazing. My, my wife helped me pick out everything, and it was incredible. Like, she got me these, like, bushy eyebrows and the chef hat. I'll have to send you a picture of that too because it's hilarious. It's <laughs> okay, so funny. And so, human hands. <laughs> yes. And I think he's my favorite. I Like ever since I was a kid. And it's not just because he's a chef and because I'm part of food. I just think he's hilarious. I think it's funny of just the gibberish of just the funny, just the funny things that he does. Like I just, I love it. Do I you do that when character. you're cooking? They do gibberish? Or, or when <laughs> you're like, tongues. or like, do you mumble like when you're like baking? Or do you like have a, a bad habit that others have? Ooh, that's a good or question. Or when you watched yourself on the show, were you like, what the crap was I thinking? <laughs> like, are there moment, are there traits that you do when you're very focused? When I'm very focused, I stick my tongue out when I'm like, like when I'm like really concentrating on something, like I'll like 
I'll like almost bite my tongue a little bit like while I'm like working on something. Sometimes I'll like press my tongue against my teeth and when I'm done with like doing a cake that took me hours and hours, my teeth will actually be sore because I'll be sitting there like pushing against it. But little things like that maybe. But My, my brother it? and my dad would do that too. Like when my dad would, you know, take ballroom classes and yeah. stuff. Yeah. When he was doing the moves, that tongue was yeah. out there and then my brother doing different types of work. Oh yeah. His tongue out. Oh yeah. And I just move around all over the place. Like when I'm, when I'm doing stuff, it's funny to, I guess funny to watch me. Like one of my favorite things, I may not mumble to myself, but like when I'm in the kitchen, I listen to music loud or in my AirPods and I'm like in the zone. Right. And I'm either singing to my songs or dancing or running. I don't know. Just, I'm just in my zone. Right. That's Which one thing genre I really of music love. is the best for creating? <gasps> That is a, that's a tough question. You could do like a whole podcast on <laughs> just music talk, right? Of like those kind of things. Um, that's a really good question. I probably, one of my all-time favorite bands of late, actually, they're more like a new age 80s group, um, but they're from Scotland. They're called Churches. Have you heard of them? If not, I'll have to send you the link. No, but I'm going to have to go look. They're from Scotland. Yeah. They're amazing. They're coming in concert for the third time in Utah here in December 10th, and I'm going, and I'm super stoked. They're incredible. Like, I'm, I'm a... I was born in 82, but my brother, that's Tad, that owns the Gandolfos, he's the oldest in my family, and he's 12 and a half years older than I am. And so with, all, with my six siblings in my family, I got exposed to a lot of different types of music. So from him, Pink Floyd is one of my favorites. And then my sister, Lynn, that was more in the 80s, I guess, um, she got me very much into 80s music. And I think that's why I like churches so much, because it's very much like an 80s you kind of feel. You need to make them a cake. Churches? Yes. Yeah, so I should. Are you working on that? I don't know how Dude, to get you it got in front like of December. Them. Hello, Google. <laughs> I mean, like, I think you can figure this shit out. Like, I think like between DM you, them on Instagram between you or... and Kathy and like Tad. I think like you... good... okay, it's All amazing right. you can get a hold of through Instagram. Message them every day. I'm the mighty freaking baker. <laughs> like, so like I just want to make you a cake. Like, if you're cool with that, and then it's like. I love it. And then you send love them it. all your really rad ideas and say, by the way, I listen to you when I'm baking my best cakes. And so, like, I really just want to share this love with you while you're Ooh, in I concert in it. Utah. Okay, I'm going to try this out. I'll let you know if I'm successful. <laughs> if not, Don't I'll... try. Just do. Like, and don't take no. Like, just, I mean, you just keep, like... show, show up with a cake and be like, oh, I have a cake for the church, for churches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's where i'm going like what are they gonna do like they're not gonna turn you away like i think you just you wear your little outfit here you have all that set up who says no to cake this is a superpower i'm just saying that there's a superpower in your title oh i love it i love it that's Mighty. awesome that's Mighty. awesome that's awesome <laughs> yeah and other note on music would be anything that has just a good beat like i gotta like you can't listen to slow music while i'm baking like because usually like my baking style, I guess my, in the kitchen, I like having multiple things going on at once. So like I'll have, I'll be mixing my cake, put my cake in the oven, start on my butter, buttercream, have a filling going on at the same time. I love like multitasking and stuff in the kitchen. So having like music with a fast beat on just helps me focus and stay in the zone. I like it. <laughs> so you think I have things boiling and, you know, Oh Yeah. Like I love that. I think that's why I love these shows so much, too, because that's all it is. Like, I thrive on, like, it's weird to say this, but I kind of thrive on that, like, stress level that's there. Like, when I'm on these shows, like, yeah, I'm stressed and I'm sweating bullets, but, 
like the energy and just the feeling of being there and like just having a deadline, like it's like super exhilarating for me. <laughs> You're pretty focused right now sitting on the couch. And so like it was a little intense there for a moment. So like I'm pretty positive you're going to be able to get the churches. <laughs> Speaking of the shows, when you saw the episodes, um, um, watching the, the others, because in the experience, you're, you're like in your zone. How was it watching the others um, yeah. when watching the episodes? It was, well, I, probably the biggest thing is that I'm glad that I didn't know what some of them were baking during the competition because I probably would have psyched myself out or something. You know what I mean? Because, like, I was so focused on what I was doing. Like, had I known that, like, Carl over in the corner was doing, like, some crazy recipe that I've never heard of before, I'd be like, oh, crap. Like, how am I going to win against that, right? And so watching him again, I'm, it's probably a good thing that I didn't know what was going on, right? But it was also interesting. And the biggest downside, or maybe downside, I don't know, is, like, I wanted to try everybody's desserts, but you don't get to. Like, you don't get to taste each other's stuff. Like, only the judges eat it, and that's it. So, like, you can, I can taste my own. You didn't have, like, after not, parties back Yeah, not even after the filming. No, you know? and that's what most people's questions for me about the show is, like, did you get to try each other's desserts? And the answer is no. We never got to. <laughs> I tried sharing one of my donuts with, like, some donut scraps with some of the other competitors, and that was frowned upon. So, we didn't do that again. <laughs> Food Network. I... I th- Moving forward, I think you should do that. Let the other... Yes, you're getting these creative people together, but they've got to interact with each other's stuff. I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Okay, so this is a personal preference of mine. Like, you know, I know that there's all these weird trends. And, you know, some of them are, are way crazy and they probably taste amazing. But, like, to me, sometimes just some of the most basic recipes are the most complex to me and to my taste buds. Because, like, they remind me, they take me to a place in my mind. And I think that any good recipe, that's what you're trying to do, is to take someone to a place that is happy. Or to, um, do you think, I don't know, how do you feel about, like, simple recipes versus complex? I love simple recipes. And that's actually one of the things that I was complimented on in at my show, especially the Halloween Baking Championship, is... I did stick to some more basic type recipes, but was able to execute them so well with maybe one slight change of an ingredient. And I think that was a big thing. But um, aside from that, I, I love simple because of that same reason. Like I grew up, my, my grandmother was a baker for almost 40 years and mainly at home, but she also had a job doing baking for many years. And like a lot of her recipes, like I use those and I use them on the show because they're basic tried and true recipes that remind me of my childhood, right? And there was one of the cakes that we had served um, at Halloween Baking Championship and it was uh, the German chocolate cake and some of that recipe is based on my grandma's recipe, some of it's not. But one of the comments of the judges was like that took me to my childhood. Like I could, like, right? And so it's that whole transportation of people to like, somewhere where they remember and if you can evoke that in a customer like that's just gold right there right that's just pure customer gold right there i agree so dylan's next question i'm gonna ask it yeah go for it you know so after you meet the churches and all this and like when duff comes to you and wants to like to to put your show together like your movie about your life 
who's going to play you? <laughs> who's going to play me? In your, in the Can movie? I not play myself? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could, <laughs> but do, do, who would you want to, to play you in, in the movie of your life? Oh, my goodness. That's a, that's a tough question, and I don't even know. Maybe it is you. I don't know. I'd have to... I think it has to be me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. How I, let's see. Yeah, I, I can't think of any name off the top of my head. Um, I think it would have to be me to play because I would kind of feel left out if I wasn't in it. <laughs> Maybe you could just have like a reoccurring role in the background. There we go. I could do that too. <laughs> Going back to was it, where will people find you now? Again, I know you gave us your, yeah, your Instagram. Totally. So. Yeah. Um, so right now I have my shop at the shops at Riverwoods. It's called Cake Creation Studio by the Mighty Baker. So and it's a do-it-yourself cake and cupcake decorating studio. Um, and it's beautiful. You'll have to come check it out next time you guys are in Utah County because appointment it's just only incredible. or walk-in. Res- reservations can be made online, but we also accept walk-ins as well. So you can walk in off the street, we can cover a cake, whatever color you want, and then you have your blank canvas to work in in our studio there. And it's just beautiful. It's Within Riverwoods, where so where is it? We are on the north side of the Riverwoods, right next door to R and R Barbecue. And we're on the parking lot side. And we share we technically share a space with Blicken. Staffs. It was a toy shop that was there for years, and they built a wall in between our two spaces, and we have an archway that connects us together. Um, so you can enter in from Blickenstaffs as well, but the easiest is north side, and we're right there. So you pull in that north side parking lot, and you can see our sign there, and you can come join us in there. And then um, the shows you were on, do you know if they're on the Discovery Plus? Okay. This is, yes, and I'm a little disappointed about one of these because one of them is not on there. So Cake Wars, the first one that I was on in 2016, the theme was Halo, and it's season three, episode eight, okay? The second Cake Wars I was on that I also won was Power Rangers. That one is not on the app, which is really disappointing, and I think it's because of some copyright issues with whoever made um, Power Rangers the movie, I think. There must have been something because it's like one, I think there's, two episodes of Cake Wars that just aren't available. So, which is a little bit sad. Um, I think you can find it on some obscure website online somewhere that's probably pirated or something, but it's not on Discovery Plus. But, um, and then Halloween Baking Championship, all the seasons are on there. And I was on um, season five, I believe, which was 2019. 2019, yep. Until the Mighty Baker bakes in high altitude. <laughs> Until then, in a blizzard, high altitude, I think high bake altitude off. in a blizzard. It, I, I'm just saying, I love it. Success, snow basin. Oh yeah, <laughs> or, or snowbird, snow Way basin high. would be nice. <laughs> well, thank you, Pete. This was hey, awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate. No, no, I want some cake. <laughs> Should have brought some with me. I'm just gonna <laughs> have brownies. <laughs> we have chocolate. Uh, yeah, brownies is close enough. Yeah, brownies. Yeah, brownies are good. yeah we'll make that work. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hey, you're very, very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Anytime. Thank you, Peter Tidwell. <laughs> Peter Lee <laughs> Tidwell. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>